Hola. Ni hao. Good morning. Welcome to the Hey Oka. Shit, can't even say my own podcast. Has he been drinking? Maybe. Uh, welcome to episode 49 of the Hey OK. Ha. Happy hour. How you guys doing? Cheers to you. Let's clink our imaginary glasses. Well, not our imaginary glasses. Let's clink our real glasses imaginarily to one another through space-time. Um, welcome to, what is it, December 16th? Mid-December? Year's almost over? Uh, here's what we do with the Hey OK Happy Hour. We have one drink, okay? But today, I'm doing something a little special. Today, I decided, you know what? I'm going to double fist, as the kids say. I'm going to have two drinks. One, coffee. That's per usual. Gotta, gotta love a good coffee. Keep it healthy. Don't want to drink the alcohol. Uh, except for today. Today, I did happen to pour myself a small glass of Revenant Rye. No, this is not an ad. Um... Although maybe it should be. I am not a rye or a whiskey connoisseur. I feel like that's one of those things that in order to be a connoisseur of, uh, you're sacrificing a lot of health, right? Because alcohol is a drug. We all know this. It's a drug. It's a socially acceptable drug that you drink instead of inject into your veins directly, but a, a drug and a potent drug nonetheless. Now, beer, you're fine, right? Most of the time. You drink too much beer over the course of so many months or years, you get a little fat, right? You're not the healthiest specimen, but you're not, uh, you know, you're probably not waking up with the delirium tremens. You're shaking with your fix. Wine's a little bit harder core, you know, people associate it with the female or the feminine. Um, but, you know, it's, it's three times as potent, at least oftentimes, as beer. So you got the winos. Mine, those are, I would say, uh, not the most unhealthy fellas. You know, winos are usually jolly. They got uh, enough wherewithal to build a trash fire, um, enough uh, social skills that they have other winos that um, will socialize with them. They, they're usually found in groups. Uh, they like train. Am I describing hobos from like the 30s? This is uh, whatever. So I'd say the winos are. Not as healthy as the beer guzzling, um, you know, over drinker, but, but certainly not as bad as the liquor fiends, right? If you're a liquor guy, that's where it really gets you. So uh, in general, I try to stay away from the liquor. Um, but what the fuck's my point? Oh, my point is I am not doing that right now, obviously. I am drinking a little bit of Revenant Rye, which is... Uh, it's brewed, or I guess it's not brewed, it's distilled in my, uh, uh, one of my hometowns uh, there in, uh, in Iowa. In fact, it's uh, brewed by my uh, former principal guy uh, in high school. <laughs> my high school principal is now evidently peddling uh, whiskey and rye. And I gotta tell you, he's doing a hell of a job. Because although I am not a connoisseur, I can drink it. I can feel it. It's definitely uh, rye, and it doesn't taste like nail polish remover. I bet if I give this to a connoisseur and told him, like, hey, this is, like, the newest shit, 
super good. It's aged at least two years. That's true, in fact. He would taste it. He'd be like, damn, that's a fine rye. So, yeah, this is not ironic. Spent spent a few trips, uh, spent a, a lot of time in that man's office, you know. I know this is going to shock some of you, but when I was in my late teens, mid-teens, um, I didn't like arbitrary authority so much, and I had no beef with the principal, right? He he wasn't there. It was all he said, she said. I had no problem with the, the teachers on the whole. But that goddamn librarian, I'll tell you what. First of all, they built a new school. They changed it from the library. No more libraries, they said. This is a media center. And I was not having it. I said, you can call it a media center all you want, but this is a place for fucking books and studying. This shit is a library, right? No, we have six computer PCs when you walk in that have a thing called the internet all the cool kids are using. So fuck libraries. This shit is a media center. And I, Matt, am not a librarian I am a media center specialist. And I said, fuck you, I'm a bullshit specialist. And this is full of bullshit. And of course, she didn't take kindly to, I'm paraphrasing, she didn't take kindly to that. So I gotta go see the principal, right? But what got me, what, what killed me about the media center, first of all, I, I, I hate media, okay? I hate media and I hate centers, okay? Can't have them both together. Secondly, you go into this place, and it's study hall. Remember study hall? Okay, you you have free time to do your homework or your or to read or to sit there twiddle your thumbs or just to chill because it's it's fucking study hall. Now, you in this study hall, if you were caught just staring into space, let's say, she would reprimand you. She would reprimand you for not having a pencil in your hand and looking into a book. It's like, bitch, I'm 17 years old. I've been fucking studying for six fucking hours. Let me fucking meditate, daydream, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Secondly, what, I respect you. Why do you not respect me? What if the, people say bullying is a problem, and it's true. But the bullies are often not fucking students, right? They're the teachers and the authority figures. That's who the fuck the bullies are in our school system. But nobody talks shit about that. Oh, no. The teachers union would never have any talk of the fact that bullies are attracted to these positions of authority so they can take out their frustrations on teenagers. Oh, no. We don't want to open that can of worms. So, but back to this rye that this principal makes, which is delicious, right? So, I had to go talk to, to fucking... I'm not going to say, I don't want to out the poor bastard. He's a good guy as far as I know. So I go in there and I, yo, I don't know your hiring practices, but you got an employee problem here. This lady is problematic for X, Y, Z. And I was using all these fancy words and it worked in my favor because I was, oh, what's the word? Underestimated, right? Because I'm a moron. Listen to me. Come on, listen to me. But, and you know, you finish in the bottom half of your class and I don't want to disparage my classmates, but it's not like I was in fucking, you know, it's not like this is some magnet school in, you know, this is the best of the brightest from all uh, three state region. This is just the, the motherfuckers that happen to be born in this, in this little area, which is a beautiful area. But what I'm saying is I was not, you know, watch out for Matt. He's going to talk circles around you. No, 
not that. That that was not conceivable. But um, but I did. I would just reason with him. Like, look, sir, here's the, here's the thing. Here's what's happening here. Then he was like, not prepared for that because why would you be You're talking to a fuck? If you think I'm a moron at 37, imagine me at 17. You're not going to, nah. But so here, moral stories always be underestimated. And don't put up with any guff from these fucking teachers and authority figures because guess what? You know, they're not, they don't have special powers. They're just human like you are. And they're supposed to be serving you, right? You pay their, or your parents pay their fucking salary. They're on the public dole. And they're supposed to be supporting and helping you grow and reach your potential as a human being. If they're not doing that, if they're shirking their job, fuck them, right? Respect is earned. It's not given, right? Am I crazy? So keep that in mind there. Uh, Next time you're, you're sent to the principal office and also be underestimated. One time I was sent there because this same, same lady... She said, uh, what was the line she said? She said something, blah, blah, blah. I forgot the specifics, but her line was, if you weren't so dense, maybe you'd realize that. I was like, oh, this is, okay. Put that in my old pocket. I don't know how the fuck I did it. I don't remember the specifics. It's a repressed memory, to be honest. Don't know why I'm talking about it now. I had this verbal trap I set out, I laid out for her. And again, because I'm a moron and she underestimated me, she walked right into it and I caught her in a logical fallacy and then I corrected her and then said coolly, nonchalantly, maybe if you weren't so dense, you could understand that. Oh boy, did she, Matt, go to the principal's office. I said, I'm on my way. Because after I said that, I knew I was going to the principal's office. I said that line as I was walking to the principal's office. And uh, I got there and uh, talked my bullshit once more. Got him to the point where he's like, you know what? We just got both of you in here and talked this out. I don't understand what what's going on. So she gets in there and... It's he said, she said. I said, she called me dense because of this. And she said, well, I did never, I never would say such a thing. And, uh, and I'm like, all right, whatever. All right. Well, I understand your position there, principal, last name. I understand it. It's he said, she said, and this is your employee, so you have to take her word. I totally get it. But between you and me, man to man, what I'm saying is the truth. And I don't expect you to believe it. But I'm just for the record, for posterity, it's the truth. And... Uh, walk out after school i walk into the lot media center i said hi there excuse me miss so-and-so got a question for you sure matt i said how did you sit there and lie to your boss like how did you manage that power that was impressive how'd you manage to lie like that and she looked at me and she started crying oh my god i felt like victorious but also horrible but it's like, why are you crying? Because you know you're wrong. Stop bullying me. Stop bullying the students, okay? Stop using this authority fucking position to exercise whatever weird shit you have going on, all right? God damn it. Should I even talk about I didn't say their names, did I? Didn't say that. Because they're probably great people. But it's just, you, you put in these stupid positions, like the prison, um, the prisoner uh, guard experiment, which maybe was bullshit, but it's a good story where if you have a, you give somebody an arbitrary position, they'll act out that authority. That's what was going on here. So I don't want to disparage the, them as, as people. I'm just saying the personas, the, the acting job they were doing, didn't, didn't much like it. Didn't much care for it. But I'll tell you what, 
That cocksucker makes a hell of a rye. Hi, welcome to High School Hour with MP Snyders. Where we talk about shit 20 years old. Now let's get off that subject, shall we? Where the fuck am I? I'm on a dark and lonesome highway east of Omaha. I'm not driving. Settle down. He's on a highway drinking and talking. Um, yeah, it was just in Omaha. Did a little little set, little guest spot there at the Funny Bone uh, in Omaha. And uh, had a great time. Um, uh, performed before. Opened up for Sean O'Brien. Excuse me. Burp. <sighs> Sean O'Brien and Greg Warren. Both extremely funny fuckers. Uh, definitely check their shit out. Um, the criminally underrated Greg Warren, dare I say. He's got a special out right now on Amazon called Where the Field Corn Grows. Let me make sure I got that correct because uh, you're definitely going to want to check that out. Highly recommend it. Where the Field Corn... Yeah, Where the Field Corn Grows. Out on uh, Amazon right now. Um... Yeah, unlike unlike my rambly ass, this guy, you can have the family uh, listen on this special. Let's say, you know, the holidays are here, and you want to listen to some stand-up comedy on the TV, but you're worried about the children hearing bad words, sexual language, you're worried about the, oh, some old conservative, hey, you can't say that. Uh, this shit is clean and fucking hilarious, all right? I put them in the same uh, category as, uh, yeah, let's categorize comedians, man. Let's put people in boxes. Um, but I would put him in the same, uh, like like Brian Regan, just fucking pros. I'm not gonna. Okay, you get the idea. But check it out. Uh, that's Greg Warren, where the field corn grows. Sean O'Brien, not sure if he has a special or not, but I know he's in St. Louis, so maybe swim by and see that uh, hilarious ex car selling motherfucker. Uh, you guys have the, uh, the the McRib? Is that what they call it? The McRib? The fucking McRib. What, what a delicious tragedy, fucking crime against humanity is the McRib. I, it's, you, you, you're excited for the reconstituted meat? <laughs> I don't know what it is about the McRib. I think, I, here's what I know it is for me. For me, it's nostalgia, because... Going back to high school, we had a lunch called the Mr. Rib. And the Mr. Rib was a complete ripoff of the McRib. So it was shaped the same way. It's probably made of the same reconstituted pork fucking meat. Um, and it had the same oblong bun. Um, but not as good as the bun. That McDonald's. That's how they get you. It's with that fucking bun, right? It's never stale. It's always nice and soft. It's got like little, what are the poppy seeds or baby sesame seeds or little seeds on it and it's the bun is it's just that's half the you could take a shit in that bun feed it to me i'll get two bites in before i realize i'm consuming fecal matter i guarantee you. that bun is the bees fucking joint legs knees um mc and i always say i ain't fucking buying mcrib and yet what the fuck do I do? I say, oh, it's a limited time only. With those fucking marketing ploys they do. That's how they get you. I better eat it now. And that fucking, oh, 
horrible. I know my audience, uh, as far as uh, if you want to call it an audience. Yeah, and there's probably there's probably at least one person listening to this right now in a McDonald's parking lot with fucking some high fructose corn syrup barbecue sauce accumulating in the corner of their mouth. Right, their entire car smells like onions, French fries, and um, pork product. I bet that's happening right the fuck now as you're listening to this podcast. Yep. Oh, my favorite podcast haven't had any new episodes. Oh, let me listen uh, to the Hey OK Happy Hour as I gobble a McRib in the parking lot because I can't go inside because it's illegal in my state because we can't dine indoors. Guys, I'm blaming the, the uh, rye on this on this episode. Revenant Rye, a relentlessly a relentlessly haunting dark spirit. Forty five percent shit. Got a little bit of a kick there at the forty five percent. I'm a simple man. Forty percent will suffice. I don't need your forty five. That extra five percent. All that extra five percent is going to do is make me. 20% less uh, functional. Let's see what's in the news, shall we? As I pull up my phone here and my voice gets slightly louder. Uh, you guys going to get the vaccine? Lined up for the vaccine? Uh, there was a story put out by the New York Magazine. Uh, December 7th. Called, We Had the Vaccine the Whole Time. And I'm talking slowly because I want to pull up the story so I don't misquote it. First of all, it was written by David Wallace Wells, who I'm I'm happy to know is is still writing and and has uh, jobs with mainstream news sources because uh, he, although I don't know him personally, I do know he is uh, you know a journalist. Well, you don't see many of those anymore. So shout out David Wallace Wells. He's done some work on Rolling Stone, some good investigative report before. Uh, now, the whole this story, I should caveat. Uh, you know, it, it, it. We'll get to that later. But here's the headline in uh, from New York Magazine, December seventh. We had the vaccine the whole time. Okay, uh, he's not being figurative. He means quite literally. Uh, you may be surprised. I'm reading now. You may be surprised to learn that of the trio of long-awaited coronavirus vaccines, the most promising, Moderna's mRNA-1273, which reported a 94.5% efficacy rate on November 16th, had been designed by January 13th. This was just two days after the genetic sequence had been made public. Two days after the genetic sequence had been made public. In an act of scientific and humanitarian generosity that resulted in China's young Zhenjiang's being temporarily forced out of his lab. It was completed before China had even acknowledged that the disease could be transmitted from human to human. More than a week before the first confirmed corona case in the United States. Okay, stop right there. That is a tough pill to swallow. Uh, that's, that has a lot of implications. This is not a, this is New York Magazine. This is as mainstream as it gets. And they're reporting the latest that this vac, so-called vaccine was designed was January 13th. Think back to January 13th. This was just as coronavirus was being uh, reported in the media, but it was like oh, 
far away in China. We heard reports. Um, this was before it had made its way to the U.S. This was, you're telling me they had a vaccine already made by then? First question, how? How? It takes a long time of R&D to get a vaccine right, we are told. So the, the latest, the earliest, I'm sorry, the latest that was created was two days after the genome, the genetic, sorry, the genetic sequence was made public. Two days. You can't write a fucking term paper in two days. You're telling me they had a vaccine made, proven to work, designed two days after the fucking genome was made public. How did they know? A, that's, and I mean that like genuinely. How did the, how the fuck did they do it? That should be like a documentary. And in 48 hours, the crack team at Moderna Drug Company managed through coffee, cocaine field, all night bender featuring 5,000 employees slavishly surrounding microscopes designed an amazing vaccine. That's fucking crazy. And then it makes me wonder if it's true. I mean, it's true, but it makes me wonder how much of this virus... It was probably pretty easy to make a vaccine if you made the virus in the first place. Enter conspiracy theory here. It's It's kind of a red flag. That's my first question is, how? Two days. My second question is, if that's true, well, obviously it's true, you have the, the vaccine made by January 13th, didn't bother to tell anybody about it, right? Didn't want to get the word out to the public, hey, we have a vaccine designed, we're pretty confident in it, we need a little bit more time to test it, prove it, but good news is on the way, we have a vaccine or, you know, call me a communist hippie, maybe, hey, this is a humanitarian fucking tragedy, apparently the worst we've ever seen. Maybe we share this information with other drug companies and get some vaccines out as quickly as possible in the name of the public good. No, no, no. We, we have a vaccine designed two days after it's made public, and we're just going to sit on it for 10 months. 11 months. 11 months they sat on it. Right? And they're reporting all these deaths, all this tragedy, and all these beds being taken up. And they had the vaccine the whole time. This is, I would say, a red flag on a red flag on a fucking red... What's worse than a flag? I don't know. This is so... And this isn't, again, this is from New York Magazine. But this story doesn't really dwell on those two points I just brought up. It really kind of, it, it, it kind of pulls punches, let's say. But I'm just saying, it, it gets those, that fact out there. That Moderna, their mRNA, again, as we talked about, isn't technically a vaccine, if you want to be technical about it. They had that shit ready to go, or at least designed, by January 13th. It took one weekend. Not even, it wasn't even during the week. It was, these motherfuckers took time out of their fucking uh, weekend to do this. And yet, you know, where's the document? This is an amazing story. I don't know, guys. 
this whole vaccine thing, it makes me, uh, it's like, what are we, if you're young and healthy, what are you protecting yourself from? I'm in South Dakota. Like, everybody I know has had it. That's why this narrative doesn't hold water in South Dakota, or these hot, these so-called hotspots. It's because nobody's afraid of it, because everybody's had it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I had a little sick. I had a, my fucking uncle had it. He didn't even take off work. He's 70, right? He didn't take off work. Now, granted, he's a trucker, I believe. So it's not like he was threatening other people. As far as I know, I don't know. But it's like, it's that, it's not, it's not that bad. Right? How dare you, my, you know, uh, that country, you see that country singer who died of it, uh, 86? I mean, nobody wants to be the asshole. It's like, he's, he's 86, you know. You're blessed. If you're a man and you live to be 86, you're blessed. You're blessed. You've lived, what, six years longer than you should expect? That's, um, that's not bad, right? And, uh, yeah, it used to be it was a tragedy if you died before you got into a nursing home, right? It used to never be tragic when people died in nursing homes, no matter how, because the average residence of a nursing home is two years. I know it sounds heartless to point these things out, but it's a, it's a fact. It's a two-year average residence in a nursing home. And it's not because they move out to a, an apartment, you know. It's not because they get uh, they move on up to the east side. They die. I mean, it's, that's nursing homes where you go at the end of your life. Um, it's not a tragedy when dozens of nursing home residents die. Okay, it's a tragedy when dozens of uh, preschoolers die. That would be a tragedy. If you get to, to a nursing home, and it's not like the healthy 86-year-olds in nursing homes either. It's, the, it's not the spry... Oh, you know, the spunky little 86 year old. How do the, how does she still do it? She's walking, she's sharp as a tack, she's independent. No, these are the 80, these are the unhealthy folks who need assisted, they call it assisted living. They need help because they have gotten to a point where, you know, it's the end of the line. And I know it's uncomfortable to talk about, but it's 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 reality. And so when you have to, you know, count every old age death as a certain disease, you're going to have pretty scary numbers. Uh, nobody dies of old age anymore, or the flu. That used to be a thing. Pneumonia, flu, old age disappeared in the last 10 months, interestingly enough. Um, yeah, because like, how many people die a day in general? Is it like, what, 8,000 in the U.S.? I have no idea. I'm sorry, I'm just like throwing out... I bet it's close to 8,000, though. As bullshit of a guess as that was, if you Google that shit, how many people in the U.S. die each day, I bet it's, I bet it's not far from 8,000. That's, that's not even an educated guess. That's an uneducated guess that I bet is not crazy. It's probably like 80,000, but whatever. I'm going with eight... If I'm on Price is Right, right? I'm on the Showcase Showdown. Hey, we have... Uh, a new, we have deaths in the U.S. What's your, don't go over though, don't go over. What's your guess, Matt, per day? How many deaths? First I'll be like, what kind of Tim Burton produced fucking prices right is this? Um, especially with the, uh, the dark goth motif he got going here. Secondly, why are you at, but I would say 8,000. MP Snyder says 8,000. Oh, the correct answer was 7,218. But but 
That's where we're at. God damn it. I, I, every episode, I'm not going to talk about COVID. I'm not going to talk about COVID. I can make my point as clearly and concisely as I want. I'm still going to come across as a crazy conspiracy theorist. They got you. They got you. Uh, but, and yet, you drink your, your ex-principal's rye. What do you do? Start talking about old people dying. People say too many old people are dying. I say, are enough old people dying, right? Because there's still progress to be made. And all these shitty voters that vote the wrong way on things, because they think it's still 1948, Legalize marijuana. We can't legalize marijuana. People will be panhandling on the street to get the fix, right? It's like, well, maybe that's... Uh, I still see old people. I go to the fucking Lewis Drug. I see old people walking around in South Dakota all alive and shit. It's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be dead. You're 85. Not even wearing masks. Just walking around. Breathing in other people's air, licking my face. I made that last one up there. Um, what the fuck? <sighs> anyway. Anywho, I got a couple of grandparents um, deathly afraid of it. Uh, deathly afraid of the COVID. No visitors. Can't, can't go see the. We don't want to get sick, right? It's like, okay. I guess, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know. I won't see you again. <laughs> like, this fucking thing ain't going away. This fear campaign's not going away. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe by fucking April, the whole media narrative is, oh, what a miraculous recovery thanks to Joseph Biden. I'm sorry. Thanks to Kamala Harris. And the recently deceased Joe Biden. He's going to die of COVID. Mark my fucking words. Isn't that the, isn't that the move? Isn't that the move is have Joe Biden die of COVID? He's going to die soon anyway, right? There's no reality where he's living for another 20 years. The motherfucker's on his last legs regardless. So why not just tack a little COVID uh, diagnosis to him on the way out the door? Make him a martyr, right? And then everyone will be so angry at all the lockdown protesters that say, Oh my God, you killed the president. You went outside. You had a naked face. And they're going to, that's what's going to happen. Joseph Biden, the martyr of the COVID. Um, if that does happen, by the way, make sure you download this episode and you fucking record this for posterity. Because that is a very specific, obscure prediction. That shit comes true. I, w- I, will, I will shit my pants. Because I, w- I don't want that kind of, what's the word? <laughs> Because I would feel like I made it happen, right? If you predict something and it fucking happens, like, holy shit. Uh, then I'm going to predict myself to be a, a, I don't know, a multi-billionaire, right? Because a multi-million million dollar not enough anymore. Everybody needs more. So, but why stop at billion? I'll just predict that I'll be a multi-trillionaire. Actually, fuck that. Fuck that. Like, how much money do you really need? At a certain point... It's Biggie was right. More money, more problems. At a certain point, you're just having compound interest of hassle, right? You want to have enough money that you don't have to worry about money, which is probably a lot of money, but you want enough of that money, but you don't want any more. You don't want any more than that, right? You don't want too much money because then everybody starts shitting on you for not being charitable enough. It's like, bitch, I got to give 50% of my shit to the government. 
get ask them for your fucking charity. 50, 50 fuck percent. As I sip more rye whiskey. Have you guys had enough of this? Boy, I still feel bad. Back of my head still going, was I just shitting on my high school librarian? That seemed very mean. Like, I made her cry in high school, and I'm going to shit on her on a podcast. It's deplorable. She's probably got COVID right now. She's probably on her deathbed with COVID, listening to some shithead fucking bash her and make fun of COVID and old people dying all at the same time. And, um, and I'm just a horrible person. What kind of karma would that generate? I'm, you know, sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, just don't bully kids. How about that? How about you don't bully kids? Huh? Let's just all clasp hands and agree. Let's stop bullying. I know it's tempting, you know, because kids are fucking annoying. They don't know shit about anything. They think they do. And they're small enough that you, you can probably slap them around a little bit. And you're not going to, like, get your life threatened. So, I get it. Kids are fucking annoying. But, it's like, yeah, you're also, uh, were a kid, and are you really that much smarter now? Are you really? Or are you just have more experience uh, getting your heart broken and you're bitter? Which one is it? Huh? What is this, the breakfast club? Um, let's, call, let's cut it short right now, guys. Uh, finish this drink. Why don't you finish yours? Well, cheers one more time. And then uh, maybe we'll see each other, or... Uh, uh, telepathically communicate with each other next week or maybe later this week who knows no promises here on the hey okay ha happy hour uh, you guys enjoy your week take care of yourself take care of each other bye bye <laughs>